in the military working on aircraft, we would uh, have to get in and do all the maintenance and stuff. We'd have to power them up at times and do radio checks at night. And it was cool because you're talking with your buddies until you get ready to key the mic, and then you're like, hey. <laughs> you just had to drop your voice. You just had to. It's what you do, man. And it would see who had the coolest voice. <laughs> that reminds me of this. You just drop your voice. And you would say, mic check. And then your buddy across the flight line would be like, check, check. And then your boss in the maintenance van will like, get off the radio. <laughs> we forget. Oh, that's right. You're monitoring all frequencies. Welcome, everybody, to episode two of the Like-Minded Men podcast, a place where you can come and join a few friends as we sit around and talk about our challenges, our understandings, our triumphs, our struggles, as we try and live out our lives to glory and honor to Jesus Christ. If that's not why you're here, punch out. But that's why we're here. And we had talked last week about John 3.16, and it had come up that... Um, maybe we need to talk a little bit about salvation. So that's where we're going tonight. And we are going to chime in as we see fit. And I figure I'll start us off with the New American Standard Bible. Is that the NASB? Yeah, correct. All right. That's the translation we're going to be reading out of. And I'm going to hit you with John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And the question is, was on the table last episode. Who's him? Who is the him? So I want to throw that out to the two of you today. Who's the him in that verse? The him is Jesus Christ. God's only begotten son. Okay, so it's Jesus Christ. So for those of you who are listening, for those of you who are listening, <laughs> I'm watching Ernest moving away from the mic as he's chewing. He's like dodging the mic. So, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So, what does it mean to believe in him? Um, I think I have, you know, that was one of the things I struggled with as I came to the faith. Dating my wife, who was a believer, I didn't understand this whole, how do I accept him? And and it was just me seeing her living out Christ's love that I said, man, I want some of that. And then she's like, well, here's what you do. And she talked about a prayer. And I was like, okay, let's do the prayer. Now that I look back on that, I'm like, yeah, I, just, I, I prayed a simple prayer. And I accepted Christ, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior. And from that point on, my life has been changed. And now I'm podcasting about God, <laughs> which... Yeah, this is a miracle right here. So you received in your heart yep. Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yep. And you confessed it with your mouth. That's it. You believed it in your heart. You confessed mm -hmm. it with your mouth. Mm -hmm. And it states right in Romans chapter 10 is that very biblical truth. Romans 10. Romans 10.9. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, yep. you will be saved. Boom! It's that simple. So we don't have – I had a student ask me today, 
how do these people who don't believe in God not believe in God? And this was a, a 12-year-old. And I looked at him, I said, what do you mean? Clarify, help me out. And he goes, well, I've always known about God. And I asked him, where'd you get that from? He said, well, my parents. I said, you were going to church before you knew what it was all about, right? And he goes, yep. I said, I wasn't like that. I accepted God at the age of 23. I said, some of us grew up not realizing who God was. And he's like, but didn't you see it in nature, like every day? And I'm like, I don't know, man. When you're walking in the world, and I wasn't an evil person, but as I'm walking in the world, I'm not looking for God. I'm just seeing stuff. And I'm like, wow, the world's amazing. And this young little 12-year-old was just like, whoa, people don't believe in God? Like, yeah, people don't believe in God. It's out there. It's the world. So, Jason, you said if you believe it in your heart and you confess it, you're saved? That's what the Bible says. Bam. And uh, I had a pastor at a previous church in Southern California, High Desert Church, shout out. And he said the ABCs when it came to accepting Christ. He said, it's ABCs, everybody. You got to accept it. You got to believe it. You got to confess it. And I was like, oh, but I didn't realize it was that specific verse. So thank you for that. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I wrote that down. I was listening to another podcast with those um, those boys from the old Duck Dynasty days. And they were talking about, uh, Phil was talking about how, how he wrestled with God before he became a uh, Christian. He wrestled with God. And I got to thinking, I wrestled with God. I, I bet each of us wrestled with God. Yeah. You know, because you got to wrestle with God. And he mentioned Jacob and how Jacob wrestled with God. And I guess God touched his hip Ooh, and gave him that little limp kind of a thing. Um, I was wrestling with God before I became saved. I was like, I was my own God. Mm. That's what I, I didn't want to give it up. I was just like, you know, I, I decide what I do, when I do it, and why I do it, and how I do it. And then I meet a young lady who's living a little differently. And I think, why? And then I see the love, and I'm thinking, wow. And then I see more, and I'm like, okay, what do I do? But I had a pastor who said, you got to accept it. You got to believe it and you got to confess it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, I did that. Mm-hmm. And uh, no looking back from then on. And but your heart, your heart was um, you. You had a desire. Oh, totally. At at this time, you saw you saw the life that your wife was living. Yep. No, excuse me, your girlfriend. girlfriend at the time. And you said, man, I want that. And. God had already been doing a work in your life totally. up until that point. And so that was just a culmination of God's work in your life. You were ready. Your heart was ripened to yep. the point where you could receive him That's it. as your Lord and Savior. And, um, and because of that, you felt that immediate you felt you were filled with the spirit you felt that immediate change and that transformation right. take place yep and you said there was no looking back hmm. so when you say there was no looking back what do you mean by that is this the episode where i go into all my dirty laundry all that <laughs> stuff that was happening before i got some coins wait, right here <laughs> wait is it my turn <laughs> we got extra um, large load <laughs> <laughs> laundry time 
I didn't know I had a God-shaped hole in my heart, and I, I had a pastor tell me that years That's after I got accepted. A God-shaped hole. Yeah. I had a God-shaped hole in my heart, and nothing will fill it but God. Just, yeah. That's cool. And that's I, good. Yeah, I took. You hadn't heard that one before? No. Oh, no. That's, that's excellent. I like that. It's and very easy to visualize that. Mm-hmm. You know. It totally is. Yeah. See, and the hole in my heart, I thought was shaped like a Coors Light can. <laughs> Seriously, that was my drink of choice. <laughs> yeah. Coors Light, and I chose Coors Light because it was the least beer-y tasting beer. I, I don't like beer. I didn't drink it for the taste. I drank it for the effect. Right. Because. My life was not what I wanted it to be, but I didn't know what I wanted it to be. I just know I didn't want this. I didn't. I didn't know what I wanted either. Mm-hmm. I think I was a poster child for. I was selfish. Yep. I served people, but I didn't know what the point of the service was. For me, it was the, what can I get from this? Right. You know, I'll serve you, but what can I get out of this service? Okay, but I'm not going to let you off the hook because Come on, man. we, asked, we no. asked you a the question. The cycle has moved on. you got to answer. <laughs> You're rinsing okay, now. Okay, so what, huh? so what, the no looking back part? Yeah, what, what do you mean by that? You, you, you accepted Christ. I couldn't hang out and get drunk with my friends like I used to. It didn't. I, why it not? You, you could have made that choice. It literally felt wrong as I started to read the word because I was in the, I was in the military. My wife was, was uh, in college and. We were in my barracks room, and I, I said, hey, what have you got? Your family's kind of weird. What do you got? And she's like, we have Jesus. And I said, I want him. And so literally, she's like, pray this. And she held my hands, and we prayed. And uh, she was so excited for me. Oh, and I was cool. just like, I don't know what just happened. But and she goes, oh, it's going to be good. And she goes, read the word. And I think she told me, just open up John and just start reading the book of John. Your wife hooked you up. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. From heaven. Yeah. So I started reading the book of John and just how, you know, God was there. He created it. He loves me. He gave me his son. He's got goodness for me. And now I'm hanging out with my buddies and we're drinking to get intoxicated to try and do as much, not real damage, but just get push the law as much as we can without getting busted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just... It was just week after week after week. I, I just couldn't do it to the point where I said, okay, I'm going to switch jobs. Mm. I was an aircraft mechanic, and we had a motto, you work hard, you play hard. Yep. And then I said, well, I want to switch jobs, <laughs> not realizing God had a job for me. And he opened up the opportunity for me to become a substance abuse counselor. And I stepped into that job realizing, okay, I, I can't drink like I used to. I, I just can't. I started to learn what alcohol does to the body, and what I then learned is what it does to your spirit and your soul. And I'm like, oh, man. And God's just like, here's a little more. Here's a little more. And he just walked me along this path. Mm-hmm. And to the point where I had a friend, I had a friend tell me, well, get away from me, man. You think you're too good for us. Get away from One me. One of your drinking buddies. Yeah, because I would not party yeah. with him. Sure. And he's like, get out of here. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, what are you going to do? I mean, literally slammed the door in my face. Yeah. And I went out, and I think I went and bought a pizza, because I love pizza, and uh, <laughs> bought me some root beers, literally root beer. And I just sat, and I think I read the word, and then I came across months later, when you get when you experience persecution because of Christ, consider it a blessing. And I was like, yes, the door slamming thing was a good. It didn't feel good, though. 
I was just going to ask, did you lose friends because of that? Yeah, and then I just I just started I started hanging with my wife's family more. Um, I changed jobs, so I went from a night shift to a day shift. I then had to wear the dress uniform, not the maintenance uniform. Um, I started teaching classes on, hey, you know, you can't really drink as much. You can drink. If you're 21, drink. I don't care. But if you're drinking for the effect, um, you're going to have to drink more to get the same effect. And then it, when you experience negative stuff, like, like eating this pizza, if I eat this pizza and I start throwing up from it and I keep eating it, okay, there's a problem. My yeah. body's telling me no, yet my mind's telling me yes. Um, yeah, so I, I walked on the dark side with alcohol to the point where, looking back on it, I think I may have tried to commit suicide uh, under the influence. I jumped in a swimming pool and swam across it as fast as I could, trying to see if I could not make it to the other side. I made it to the other side. I got out. I was crying. I jumped out of the pool. I was in the military at the time. And uh, it was the base swimming pool. I jumped in. I broke in at night and swam across it. And it was an Olympic-sized pool. I don't swim, but I swam across it. I jumped out huffing and puffing, drugged my butt back to my dorm, soaking wet, crying. By the time I got back to my barracks, you know, the tears were dry. But everyone's like, dude, what happened? And then I made it out to be a cool thing. Like, oh, I just broke into the pool and swam in the lap. I'm so cool. But I think I was just trying to end it. So I wasn't a Christian at the time. Oh, so that was before. So then I met my wife, and we started dating, and... She didn't party, but she had so much fun. She had so much fun. There's so much laughter and joy, and I just thought, that's the stuff I want. But I don't ever get that hanging out with my buddies. So I started hanging out with her, and then my buddies just fell away. Now, some of them are still my friends, you know, and they still drink a few, but I don't party like that anymore. And, uh, yeah, so that's – I walked away. It wasn't, a, it wasn't an immediate sprint. Um, I had a moment where uh, my wife and I – uh, we were dating, and then we broke up, and so I started to hang with my friends again, and they were still doing that same thing. And I went out with them clubbing a few nights, and I was just like, you know, it's just not there. I can't, I can't. But I, I did. I, I put my feet back in the water, and I was just like, it's not for me. And God was like, son, this is not for you. Transformational. And I wrote this down. I, this is something God laid on my heart this last week. The truth of God awakens an intense longing in my soul. It just does, man. And it, it says in the Bible somewhere that when it comes to the Holy Spirit, the world can't understand it. Mm-hmm. It just can't. And all I can say is when people were talking about God to me before I accepted him, I didn't want to hear it. I, I, I literally didn't want to hear it, but I didn't listen to what they were saying. But the moment I accepted him, man, it just made sense. And it was like, I think in the Bible it talks about the scales have been lifted. From your eyes. And I'm just like, oh. man. I know when I first heard it, before I was, as I was, like I had friends in the military who, who preached to me. Hey, Charlie, come to church with me. And I'm just like, no, dude, you have no friends. You don't party. Uh, you don't have a girlfriend. I'm not hanging out with the two guys in the dorms who nobody hangs out with. I'm just not. In the barracks, I'm not. I'm not. And they were both Christians. And they said, come on, let's go to church. You need it. Come on, let's go to church. You need it. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. And then I became saved, and I saw them at church, and they just smiled and nodded. And I smiled and nodded. And I was like, yeah, this is the place you got to be, man. But before, I was a bit resentful. I was just like, no, man, you're not going to tell me how to live. You're just not. But when I believed it, I saw my wife's family living it out. I said, I want it. And when I accepted it, well, here I am. It's amazing. 
It's amazing. I think that gets the, to the point where there's no turning back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's that's what Jesus does with us, is he transforms us. So when when we come to him and we receive him in our heart and we believe in him and, and we confess him, we make him our Lord and Savior, he transforms us. Totally. So the old is completely wiped away. And we're new creatures. So it's real. And the cool thing is, is I heard Pastor Don talk about this the last few months, is how God doesn't use any of the old you. Right. You're a new creation. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so literally my yearning, I had a, I had a, just an intense desire for alcohol. Not for the taste, for the effect. Yeah. And I could not wait for Friday nights. And I oh. didn't wait for Friday nights. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but now it's gone. I mean, that, like, yeah, it's just gone. I, I jotted this down too. It says, "I jotted down, you cannot earn your salvation." When it when it comes to the point of of believing that Christ died for me and accepting that I need Him to forgive my sins because God is perfect. I'm so not perfect. And the blood of Christ is that which God will accept on my behalf. So now God sees me as perfect. That was nothing I could do. I couldn't have earned that. All I had to do was accept it. So when it comes to being saved, it's a free gift. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cost you a cent. It was literally just being man enough to say, I need help. And that's it. It's free. Free of charge. I remember when I became a new believer, somebody I said, well, because it is free once you, like you said, the ABCs, accept it, believe it, confess it. And somebody's like, well, you're not free because now you're listening to a whole other set of rules. If you have to live under those rules, are you truly free? And it was a question as a brand new believer that's like, you know, it made me stop and think. I mean, I started to wrestle with it for a little bit, but then it just, I had a couple of guys that got a hold of me, um, and I called them this the day that I became a born again was pretty incredible. I didn't really realize what was happening, but I felt different. And those guys, I had called one of them up and, uh, He's just like, you don't need to worry about that anymore. Don't worry about what they say. But it was just that weird question that kind of made me think. It's like, well, yeah, but I'm living for the king. The rest doesn't matter. It says in that in that Romans 10, um, you know, Moses, through Moses, God established the law by which people lived their lives uh, in ancient times. You know, some thousands of years before Christ came into the picture. Um, But it says in Romans 10.4 that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So... 
you know, you kind of you had you were mentioning that, you know, how people were questioning that. So you give up living by this, but now you have to live by that. But it says right here that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes, and it's as simple as that. It's as simple as believing in Jesus Christ and making Him your, you know, confessing Him as your Lord and Savior. And then God's a gracious God, and so. Amen. That's it. Yeah. Got to have that written down. You got to confess it. And and isn't it Satan's Satan's his tactic to say, well, is that really true? Right. Is, is that really true? Mm-hmm. Now, did he really say that? Mm-hmm. Are you really saying? Mm-hmm. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy it's the enemy. He's smart enough to know that the three of us sitting here are saved. So if he comes out and says, Jason, you're not saying that's a that's that's a that's flat a lie. out lie straight from the yeah. bowels of hell. Yeah. But what he will do is come up and say, now, you really say do you really work it in your life? Hey, what about what about Ernest? What about Charlie? Mm-hmm. That's right. Really say. And start to toy with your emotions. Say, get that little door open, that door yeah. to doubt. Get it open. You know, what's cool, though, is you go down because we read verse 10. Go to verse 11 for the scripture says. Whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. I love hey, that. Wait, where, what? In verse 11, right after 10. <laughs> Before 12. I was looking at that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And I think that was the thing. For me, it just, it was, it was all new. And I wasn't disappointed. You know what God's been laying on my heart? Every word in the Bible is true. Every word in the Bible is true. Right. It's not from man, it's from God. Right. And for it to say, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. Okay, I'm going to bank on that. I mean, bank on it. it. Yeah, I'm going bank on it. Invest in it heavily. And when I look at the me before I accepted Christ, <laughs> um, disappointed was my life. Right? Disappointed. What were you banking on? You were banking on Friday night. I was banking night. on Friday nights. I was banking on self. I was banking on, oh, and the stupid stuff I would do, and then that we got status from it. It was like my stupidity was bigger than their stupidity, <laughs> so I was king. I think there's a show about that. Goodness <laughs> me, and I'm just looking back on it, and I'm just like, ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, now, as I look at the timer, our time is up. Episode two is coming to an end in the books it's in the books and um i didn't expect to share that but i I have to uh i just have to kind of end with this i just heard this yesterday on a on a christian podcast god uses us with our dirty past our bad past you know all of our flaws our warts our scars he uses those and I don't know who out there is listening, but he's ready to use you, um, regardless of what you've done, regardless of the stupidity you've been involved in. If you will accept that you need some help, if you'll believe that Jesus is the way, he is the son of the one true God, and you will confess that with your mouth, believing it in your heart, accepting it, you're saved. And once you're saved, Get into the Word. Read the book of John. Just bust that book open and start reading it. And 
the Bibles, the titles are at the top of the page. So just find the book of John and start reading it. And get yourself in a Bible-reading church. If you find a church and the preacher's up there preaching and he or she is holding that Bible, stay there. If they're preaching out of the Bible, stay there. And start asking questions. And then start praying. And prayer is, you know, we're going to have to talk about prayer in an upcoming episode. Because prayer is one of those things that scares a lot of people. Mm-hmm. All it is is a, it's a talk with God. It's just saying, hey, big guy, I need some help down here. And it doesn't have to be eloquent. It's just no. from your heart. Whatever you're going through, the struggle, the tears, the pain, yep. it doesn't matter. Even nope. if it just sounds like gibberish, that's the beauty of it. And he knows. He knows what you're going through. Yeah, I do. So any parting words, maybe something to add? Um, you, you were talking about maybe somebody's listening and, and um, they feel like, you know, how could I be saved? You know, look at me. Right. Look at what I've done. Look how I've been living my life. There's there's no sin that's greater than God's grace. Amen. So it doesn't matter how you've been living your life up to this point. You can make a change right now, right. right now, because God's grace is bigger than than your sin, than the way you've been living your life. Wow. It's that simple. And what did it say in that last verse, Ernest? Those who believe in the word? For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. Do we have a question? Maybe somebody wants to hit us with a question as we head off the air. Ernest, what you got for us? What is your favorite Bible verse? James 4, 8. Joshua 1, 1, 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. A verse that spoke to me uh, when I was a new Christian was Romans 8, 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus.